Welcome to the Ad Proficiency Podcast, presented by NerdJam.net. Whether you're a new player or veteran dungeon master, we're here to help you add depth to your game. Today on Ad Proficiency, we're covering the brewer supplies and taking a look at how we can make the most out of this toolkit. How do you feel about the brewer supplies, Eddie? What niche does the brewer supplies hit? Who doesn't like to drink? I mean, really, if you're not drinking at your table, then you're probably under the age of 21 and acting responsibly, which is good. There are certainly many good times to be had while drinking. Really? uh, And while I say drinking, I feel that this could also apply to teas, specialty teas, like that could have cool magical properties or semi-magical properties. I'm glad you feel that way. I was going to ask you if you feel that this extends to something like tea. Do you feel this extends to wines and liquors as well? I do, actually. I don't know about liquors simply because of the distillation process involved. You could make certain types of liquor, I feel like you could make a wood liquor, but Mm. that also would probably only be drinkable by dwarves i would argue that the distillation process should be just mashed into the brewer supplies just because the brewing process for liquor is almost the same as beer they just take it a step further and instead of actually i'm kind of getting ahead of myself we'll we'll jump into this like when i actually explain what's going on and how this actually works you you feel that distillation should be part of the brewer's kit as well I feel that the brewer supplies, especially having made beer myself, I feel that these should have the longest crafting time as far as making consumables go, but have really strong effects, especially because I like the kind of flavorful pseudoscience that drug and magical effects are stronger when combined with alcohol because of like the real life effects of like drugs being stronger when combined with alcohol. Absolutely. So. For me, the brewer supplies almost feels like a mix of the cook's utensils and the alchemy kit because you are packaging those effects in art. Because brewing beer is kind of like an art. There, There is certainly a, an almost like performance aspect to it, but I feel like it would take much longer due to fermentation to produce a consumable using the brewer supplies than it would using the alchemist tools. Well, some beers can take as short as four to five days from start to finish, from boil to finished fermentation. And then you have others that can take six to eight weeks. So it really depends on the style of beer you're going for and what you're trying to make. But that's my point. Like even the fastest beer takes almost a week. Okay. So especially if you're using a crafting system like the one that we recommended in our primer, it's a day by day process. I feel like with the brewer supplies, the way to get the most out of like long term crafting like that is to have a lot of projects going on so that they're finishing sequentially. So I will definitely say with the brewer supplies in particular, the crafting checks are mostly in the initial setup and then in the final product. But then that also needs a solid base for your product to sit and age. I feel like there's a little more extra component to effectively using the brewer supplies. Yes. And I'll address this in the overall notes near the end. But I feel like for the sake of gameplay, it might be worth considering speeding up the fermenting process so that players can actually like get their stuff without waiting weeks and weeks of real world time. Magic. (laughs) (laughs) Magic yeast. Magic yeast. Yeah. Fantasies. Yeah. So so to get back to my question, how would you distinguish the brewer supplies from the other crafting kits? Well, I feel that anything brewed with the brewer's kit would have a longer effect length, but a more minor stat buff. Pause this real quick. Where's my beer? Where's my beer? 
Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. That's a really mild IPA, but I feel like also it my taste buds are kind of off from that sour. Yeah, yeah. Just got blasted, right? Yeah. So should the brewer's supplies have distillation, winemaking, or tea functionality? Because, I mean, tea is incredibly simple, wine's not too different, and distilling whiskey from beer is only one step further, if I'm not mistaken. So do you feel it should have that functionality? Yes, I feel like adding the distillation process in there would be fine. It wouldn't break the game or anything. So I, I feel like having the, having those functionalities in Brewer's Kit would definitely qualify. And maybe even also making coffee if you want to kind of lump in tea making. <laughs> Actually, yeah. So looking at teas first because of, you know, talking about coffee, you could use the brewer supplies as a source of caffeine. Like you're talking about coffee production. The opposite of that would be making like chamomile tea, something calming or relaxing, especially if you're throwing a little bit of alcohol in there, you know, couple up a depressant with your tea. Make chamomile beer. There you go. Chamomile beer. Yeah. Shut you down. And nutrient extraction can be done through the use of tea, something like boiling pine needles for vitamin C. That's a thing you can do. And various other minor health benefits, you know, extracting some sort of property. Herbal teas. That right. Kind of thing, through the yeah. use of boiling. Holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. And hard liquor, on the other hand, can be used as an antiseptic for sterilization. It's flammable. And perhaps even more importantly, it can be refined into ethanol fuel, which can do some really crazy things. But we'll get to that later on. So... Real quick, a little bit of brewing 101 when it comes to the creation of beer. The way it works is you boil a bunch of malts to extract the sugars into water, and then you allow yeast to ferment in the resulting syrup, turning the sugar into alcohol in a number of weeks. During this time, you can mess with it, adding fruit, hops, coffee, etc. to your beer, and then you bottle it up and can add sugar for carbonation, or you can use other carbonating methods. But that's it in an extremely basic nutshell. Brew, ferment, bottle. Simple but lengthy, and it can take weeks to years. To distill something, you take that sugary syrup that you have, and you allow the yeast to eat it, make alcohol out of it, but then you pull all the alcohol out of what's essentially beer at that point, and you just drink the liquor instead. That's the distillation process. It's basically, you're taking what is essentially prepared beer, except maybe it's not carbonated yet. You're pulling all the alcohol out of it. Isn't that usually done through heating? Honestly, I don't know how the distillation process works, because I don't really drink liquor. I just drink beer. Tequila, sir. Tequila. You drink a lot of tequila. I like tequila. You do like tequila. (laughs) I like beer. I like beer more than tequila, but I'm a tequila man. Yeah. I'm a whiskey guy myself, so. Mm, Okay. So, some of the functions of our brewer supplies. What can we do with this? We can make beers out of various grains, or I would also include ciders in this. So, ciders out of various fruits or meat. That's fair. Yeah. That kind of thing. You can make all kinds of beverages that you could then sell and make money with easily to people as you're passing by the adventurers brew that kind of thing yeah so in that sense the fact that you can package other things with it makes it perfect for being like oh this is an art form that you can appreciate but is also like extremely nourishing for you or something like that and also limited and fleeting because once you've had this beer let's say it's a unique brew it's gone there's no more limited production absolutely so 
off the top of my head, some of the things you can do with the brewer supplies are create consumables. Beverages, of course, which I can see as being double-edged swords. Like, if you drink a little bit of it, you get this effect. But if you drink a lot of it, you get the poison condition and you get this effect. So it's kind of like, if you're allowing your character to get the disadvantages of being drunk, then you can really absorb the qualities of the beer, which maybe give you some other really interesting effect. And as a DM, if you think about it, there are ways to counterbalance being drunk. The poison condition, looking at it right, is disadvantage on attack checks and ability saves. Yeah. So you could certainly package that with a positive effect that is worthwhile. So that if your player's like, yeah, I know I'm mid-combat, but I kind of need to get drunk because I really want to get this fire breath and like I'll just deal with missing all my attacks after that, let them chug that beer. Let them do it and give them something interesting, but allow them to impose a disadvantage on themselves. I feel like that's kind of where the alcoholic component of the brewer supplies can get really interesting, especially if they're stronger effects because it takes longer to craft. If you allow these to be a double-edged sword, like give them this harsh poison condition disadvantage in exchange for this really powerful effect that they've been waiting all week to get access to. That's the kind of thing you could work with, especially if your character is only making, if your character is like, oh yeah, every other day I've got a new batch of something, then maybe you might want to ease it, like cool it on the super powerful effects. But if they're making one project a week and they've been waiting all week for this, like however much you decide to give, honestly, a a full bucket of beers is like, it's a lot of beers, a a full batch at a time. I want to say like 50, 60 or so in the buckets that I use. But for fantasy reasons, if you want to say, yeah, you produce like six of these, eight of these in a batch, I feel like as a DM, it'd be a lot easier to moderate that. But anyways, especially if they're only producing one project at a time, if you really make it worthwhile to them to handicap themselves in exchange for some unique benefit that's derived from the ingredients they put in, this is kind of where I see like the really potent effects of the alchemist supplies being coupled with the ingredient use aspect of the cook's utensils. You see what I mean? Yeah. So I want to see like, oh yeah, I've been waiting all week to drink this basilisk eye brew. Yeah. You know, so I'll take the poison condition. Yeah, I can't land any of my attacks and I might get disadvantage on my perception checks, but I'm looking. For the next hour, you can right everything I look at. Yeah, exactly. Turns everything to stone. And so, so you can make it worthwhile or even if you only make it a short time, like as long as you're drunk, you have the ability to make this work. Yeah. You know, like a brew of false confidence. Let's say it raises your charisma but lowers your wisdom and intelligence. There you while go. You use yeah. it, like kind of like a cursed just item. Bomb quote all of your insight checks, but yeah. you're just super easy going with everyone, <laughs> nailing those persuasion checks. Everyone likes the life of the party, man. I just think, especially if you're a DM who's afraid to give out really strong stuff because you're afraid you're like, oh man, like I want to give them a potion of flight or something like that, but I'm afraid it's gonna just be way too powerful. Busy Couple it drinks. with the poisoned condition. Allow them to be like, yeah, I'm gonna handicap myself in exchange for this really powerful benefit. So anyways, long story short, I feel like that's the niche that the brewer supplies hits is you can give them really potent stuff in exchange for handicapping themselves with the poison condition. And that's basically drunkenness. That being said, alcohol doesn't need to be involved, especially if we're throwing in brewing options such as teas and coffee. So some of the other functions that we're looking at in addition to consumables are igniting a fire using alcohol, like fire starter. Burns very quickly though, but you can use it. Stimulants and depressants in the form of coffee or spiked tea, as we mentioned. 
Hops and ethanol are preservatives. Hops themselves serve as a form of preservatives. Absolutely. And ethanol alcohol as well serves as a preservative by killing bacteria. There are ways you can maybe store your food in a basket of hops or something, and that'll sort of keep it from going bad. I mean, that's why we have India Pale Ales. The, exactly. The yep. That's the, why we have IPAs. Those for IPAs. You could also identify alcoholic substances, obviously. Alcohol can also be used to dehydrate. You could remove water from a substance, such as if you have swimmer's ear, you can pour a little bit of alcohol in your ear to displace it, and it pushes the water out. Alcohol can also be used as a cooling liquid because of its low freezing point it's basically fire starter that won't freeze or if you really want to chill something like maybe your buddy needs to keep his limb from going bad you know so he can reattach it to his arm or something like that you can set it in a bath of alcohol essentially because it won't freeze you could also amp up the flavors of crap beer Boiled malts create a sweet, sticky syrup that can tweak a beer flavor or food. You could take that syrup, and I'm sure children would find it delightful, like just on various things, rice, whatnot, but you can also pour it in a beer. You could also stir in powdered hops or malt extracts for a flavor adjustment, or produce flavorful extracts of your own. Vanilla extract is made from vanilla beans soaked in alcohol. So you're saying you can get drunk on the baking supplies. Dope. Yes, you absolutely (laughs) can. Uh, You can also ignore the effects of alcohol. Swallowing a spoonful of active dry yeast before drinking a beer will prevent you from getting drunk. You can get it from the grocery store, too. I believe it's called Fleischmann's yeast. Oh, yeah, I like the baking yeast. Mm -hmm. Just swallow a spoonful of it and drink a beer, and it'll metabolize the beer for you so that you don't get drunk from the beer. Science. It's a trick from the Samuel Adams guy. (laughs) So, role play and social products, as far as the brewing supplies go, there is a degree of performance functionality, as we spoke about Four, beer is art and it can be brewed with almost anything added to it and can taste like almost anything. So anytime you hear someone say something like, oh, you know, like it tastes like beer or whatever, they probably only have a limited knowledge of what beer actually tastes like because beers taste so different from one another that nothing really tastes like beer doesn't have like a general taste. Yeah. yeah. Stouts that taste different from a lager. Oh, yeah. From a, and Sours, t- porters, scotch ales and pilsners are all completely different from one another. Absolutely. You could also introduce sanitation or medical applications. Alcohol numbs pain. It serves as a depressant. You can teach others how to purify water. Mouthwash can be made with ethanol. Objects or wounds can be sanitized with alcohol. And it can be used to mix medicines that don't normally mix in water. As we talked about before, ethanol can also be refined into a combustible fuel. This can potentially have a huge setting impact. This can run engines and has been used for rocket fuel. So if you introduce something like this to your setting, you may have a character who's capable of creating, like, especially if you have a tinkerer in your party, someone who can create an engine that runs off of this fuel that you're able to produce, or maybe you don't have a tinkerer in your party. Maybe you should just go out and find someone who can design an engine to run off this fuel you're able to produce. And maybe the two of you guys can create a whole steampunk aspect or something like that, that that hasn't been introduced to the setting yet. There's so much you can do with that, especially if you're an artificer or something like that. Ingrain yourself in the setting. Create your own world, basically, with the help of Oh, ethanol. yeah, dude. Absolutely. Influence society. There's also a strong social component due to alcohol party culture. Become a hit at any party when you introduce your own beers. Hey, have a sip of this. Tastes awesome. Gets you buzzed. I made it. And of course, there's also coffee and tea culture. Maybe the party scene is not your thing. Maybe you just want to, like, wear a turtleneck and read a book at a bar somewhere while you listen to smooth jazz and drink your coffee. That's A-OK. Nobody's stopping you. Knock it out. (laughs) (laughs) I like your sober inclusion in that. That's really awesome. Tea. Tea culture. 
When I think of tea culture, I think of Uncle Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender. Japanese tea ceremonies. Oh uh, my gosh. Oh yeah. Tea is, tea Gorgeous is a big thing tea in too. Yeah. There's a lot of ceremony and opinions about tea in Great Britain. Maybe something you do is when introduced to a noble or something like that, invite them to a tea ceremony. Be like, allow me to wow you with my culture and allow me to present to you a tea ceremony so you can see the great involved in it the the depth of devotion to particular movements and making sure everything is exactly in place there's a beautiful aesthetic that you can include with the brewer supplies as a sort of performance aspect as opposed to just like i produce x absolutely and you can really use that in a social situation especially when you're trying to impress somebody so in addition to that you can capture the flavors of a culture this is kind of something we talked about a little bit with the cook supplies you can complement the foods of a culture with the perfect pairing. You know, certain foods, spicy foods, steaks, that sort of thing go differently with different flavors. The pairing of the proper beer or wine, the proper beverage with the meal, says a lot about your knowledge about the meal and about flavors in general. How would you use that application? That knowledge will impress people and get them to follow you and see you as an authority in a sense. It paints you as a connoisseur. Absolutely. Someone with culture. An Epicurean. Exactly. Yeah, and, and there's so much room to do with that. Maybe you're really not. Maybe you're just faking all of it, but you happen to know a lot about beer because you're a freaking redneck or, or a uh, drunk or something. Yeah, like that. <laughs> or a drunk or something like that. I say redneck. I'm from Louisiana. I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Cajun myself. Yeah, I know how we are, you. man. I know how we are, man. I got uh, family. Uh, don't worry. Pagan's uh, Parish, bro. Hey, dude. Brewer supplies. That's how we are, dude. Oh, yeah. Making moonshine. Making moonshine, dog. <laughs> make moonshine in the swamp in the shed out back man <sighs> all right so you talked about marketing your brew before making money off of your stuff changing ends level of business maybe you say if i can attract you more business by selling this brew out front then would you allow me to rent a room here on the cheap or something like that yeah. maybe you just start them off that way and then you get them so much business that you're like okay let's renegotiate now i want my room for free because you're getting another 50 guests a night because they're getting way too drunk at your end to actually leave yeah it's like what if you give out samples out front and let him sell the beer inside. That's what I'm get... saying. Like, you can set up a sort of deal where, like, you can purchase this brew from the bartender if you get a room here. Trading a keg of ale for a room for, like, a couple nights oh seems like an gosh. easy trade. Like, doesn't cost the innkeeper anything, makes him money, and then you get your Maybe room. you're in high demand. Absolutely. You know, maybe people want you at certain places. Maybe you're a traveling brewmaster and you just go to new places and this is my latest creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is one of those things too that we talked about. Like it puts the ball in the DM's court to say like, oh yeah, these people have heard tell of this amazing beer and they're super excited to meet you. Or no, these people have never heard of you. It's the thing where like the more you invest in this toolkit, the more you could allow it to build a reputation of its own because it is a work of art, because it has has that performance aspect to it as well. So lots of room to market yourself here. There's also the Pathfinder God by the name Caden Kalian, who's kind of interesting because he represents drunkenness, having a good time, that kind of thing. He has alcohol clerics. So the story is that this guy became a god by accepting a dare while drunk out of his mind. And he passed a trial of the gods in which you either emerge a god or are erased from history. But he couldn't remember how he did it, and he kept on living the same way he did before. I played a game with a cleric of Caden Kalian once, and it was pretty interesting. 
This guy used thaumaturgy to change water into beer and to up the quality of shelved beer. And he used the brewer's supplies as well. And he had a lot of room to sort of make himself a part of every social situation by being like, this is my art. This is my craft. And this is also very fun. You'll really, because <laughs> yeah. it's beer, you know, like let's all have a good time, that kind of thing. It just did wonders on top of the usual cleric stuff. Let me fix your broken leg, that kind of thing. Let me get you a buzz while I fix that leg of yours. You know, oh, yeah. that kind of thing. Anything you want to add to social projects as far as the brewer supplies go? If your brews are excellent, you can create a whole community around a brewery and have a legion of loyal followers because this massive brewery pays people to produce this excellent beer that only you have the recipe for. Oh yeah, dude. Fans and businesses. You could establish a business that makes money while you're not around. Maybe it's just Leadership a thing. Feet. Yeah, there you go. Maybe you set up like a feat where you're a business owner and maybe the feat is that you establish a business using your toolkit and that business has some sort of like side effect going sort of the way that the leadership feat that we talked about back in the charisma podcast sort of was a way of guaranteeing that this aspect of the game was gonna happen for you yeah Maybe you invest a fee to be like, okay, I'm a business owner now. I'm proficient with the brewer supplies. I have now obtained a bar. When I'm out adventuring around, this place is making me money. Maybe when I come back, DM, you have some rumors that have been generated for me. You have some complications, something that happened to the bar. Maybe a couple local gangs got into a fight at my bar. Yeah. And there's something going down because of it, like near my bar that new affects plot my- hooks. Yeah. So like new plot hooks, there's some gold waiting for you, there's things Things you can do with it that comes with perks. Maybe you can host events at your bar, that kind of thing. I feel like there's so much room we could do as far as like what you're talking about, like setting up something that operates for you. Absolutely. So what are some potential artisan level projects that we're looking at? Belgian Trappist monks spend their lives making a particular beer. And this recipe has been passed down for hundreds of years using the same yeast that is only grown in this monastery. It's dedication and putting one's life into making the perfect beer. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I've got mad respect for anybody that dedicates their life to a craft. This might not be a bad time to mention the fact that we do beer tastings while we're recording these podcasts. Every time Eddie and I get together to record one of our ad proficiency podcasts, we buy a bunch of different single can or bottle beers and we do beer tastings. It's pretty epic. And we both kind of discuss the flavors that we get on each one. That kind of helps us warm up a little bit as well. Just discussing what we're tasting with each new beer. Mm hmm. So yeah, so maybe your artisan level project that you're talking about is that you dedicate yourself to the craft in such a way that you are producing the perfect instance of, of this of, one beer of this style yeah. or something like that. You know, you're creating the perfect Hefeweizen or something like that. I like the idea of making a sort of perfect sustenance that's like food and drink in one. Like maybe you drink a bottle of this and you're fed and for you've like had enough water like for a week. Yeah. Or at least like for that day. Yeah. It's got all the calories, all the vitamins, all the nutrients you need to like get you through for 24 hours. I point you at stouts and porters. <laughs> darker beers generally have higher calorie contents because of the darker malt and the longer boil time on those beers. You generally extract heavier amounts of the flavors, mm -hmm. which attributes to the mouthfeel on those being a little heavier, that kind of thing. Yeah, those chocolatey flavors keep you warm in the winter. Absolutely. 
I also like the idea of like a wine of Dionysus, basically a substance that intoxicates celestials and fiends. How funny would that be, right? Yeah. If you got a bunch of angels God drunk. Wine. Yeah. yeah. God wine. Yeah. You drink a bunch of celestials into getting completely wasted, like immunity to poison out the oh window. My like gosh, <laughs> yeah, right. Just ignores their immunities, gets them hammered. Maybe you get a bunch of like demons and celestials hammered right in time for a peace meeting to see what happens. You know? A little bit of chaos thrown in there. Right. Or maybe demons seek you out because they're like, Hey, we heard you can get us messed up, you know. You're the only one that can you're make the this. O- yeah. You're the only mortal we know that can create something like this. So like, what's it gonna cost? Here's what we're offering here's what's on the table yeah what would it be like being on the other side of that deal where you have this resource that they want yeah kind of the way we talked about how you can just like go to bed one night as a chef and then open your eyes and you're looking at a fake court who's inviting you to like prepare them a feast maybe you go to bed one night and you wake up and some demons are like hey kid you looking to party you know so yeah. <laughs> something like that we heard you got the goods for we the heard party. you got the goods we heard you're the guy are you the guy <laughs> or like impossible drinks, distilled dragon fire, or ooze martinis, porters of undeath, or maybe you drink it, and if you're killed within the next 24 hours, you come back as a zombie, or something like something interesting. Maybe yeah. a lycanthrope for the night. You know, they, they call it... Um, hair of the wolf. Uh, yeah, they uh, call it hair of the dog for a reason, yeah. man. It's because you wolf out and kill everyone around you, so don't <laughs> drink it around your family, you know, that kind of thing. All right. So these have been some awesome artisan projects. Let's take a look at Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Okay. And some of the components that they give us. Now, you and I both know a little bit about brewing beer. Absolutely. They're giving us a large glass jug. Okay. A, quote, quantity of hops, whatever that means, however many that is, a siphon, and several feet of tubing. What do you think is missing from this list? Boil pot? We are missing a boil pot. There is no boil pot anywhere in this kit. Uh, Why do we not have a boil pot? Why don't we have yeast? Why don't we have corks? There's no water filter, which somebody who knows how to brew probably should have known about. And the jug is glass, which is kind of interesting. You remember how much a magnifying glass and a spyglass is? 101,000 gold respectively. Yeah. They're giving us a large glass jug. I feel like you I can't look through sell... it. So it's not expensive. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's not worth anything. Yeah. I I would just sell my large glass jug for like ten thousand gold in this D and D setting and just buy a wooden jug for like three copper. You can't. Uh, like <laughs> I said, you can't look through this glass to see things. It's for holding things, so it's different. I guess, man. Maybe the glass blower glass. makes crazy amounts of money. <laughs> Maybe that's the toolkit you need because some glasses worth glass so blowing? much in D and D. Glass blowing. Yeah. Just make a bunch of spy glasses. Oh and... my god. <laughs> Uh, also, there's no bottles. I guess people have to handle their own bottling or however that works. I mean, bottles, I think, are listed in the adventuring kit for like fairly cheap, like a copper or something like that. Knowing what I know about brewing, the jug is for fermentation. Uh, yeah. So you could dump a whole bunch of sugar in the jug that it ferments in, and hopefully the jug itself won't become so carbonated that it just explodes everywhere. There's a lot of people, especially in homebrew, that use a thing called a carboy, which is like a large glass jug that you mm-hmm. have a... Slight... Oh, I've, I've seen the glass jug. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can keep an eye on, like, your brew. So yeah, what it looks like and everything. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, a similar idea to having that is that, you know, you're just fermenting it in there. It's like bottle conditioning a beer, but in a large, just a five-gallon glass bottle instead of a 12-ounce bottle or a 20-ounce yeah. bottle, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's just a larger scale. That's all. For sure. For sure. So there's that. I feel like maybe I would add yeast, fantasy yeast, 
corks, a water filter, a boiling pot, and give them some kind of jug. A glass jug's kind of scary for adventuring. I feel like maybe you want something that's not going to shatter. Assorted malts, yeah. Kind of the way that the alchemist supplies gives us assorted alchemical supplies. Alchemical ingredients. And then the poisoner's kit gives us quote-unquote chemicals, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah. Literally everything is made of chemicals, so I don't know what that means, you know? Bleach and, uh, Bleach uh, and ammonia. <laughs> yeah, just bleach and Windex. Yeah. <laughs> Cleaning supplies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. Jeez. Okay, so let's take a look at some of the legendary components. What have you got for, like, legendary brewing? That could be tea, coffee, wine, beer. So I would say for legendary, let's say tea, you have a pot that you put a single tea leaf in it and you don't have to add water to it. Mm. And it just constantly pours tea. You just have Ooh, your single. I can see that like a boiling pot, maybe, that just produces tea at the perfect Produces water. It, produces, it basically yeah. it produces its own water. It always has boiling water or something absolutely. like that. I can see a tankard that gives its contents an intoxicating effect, but maybe it's not as obvious as like, oh, this tastes like alcohol. Maybe you could put milk, water, or even soup, stew, or food, and it tastes exactly the same, but out of this tankard gets you hammered. Or what would happen if you put cologne or perfume in it and then like covered yourself in it? You know, would the smell intoxicate people something also the tea perhaps with a pot as well some cultures believe in reading tea leaves to tell fortunes so basically whatever you you roll a die and whatever you find in your tea leaves when you're done is a prophecy and it will happen to you some point yeah what if you used your brewer's supplies as a form of divination how interesting would that be because like i can see the flavor that you would put on it too i can see it and i think it would make for a really interesting character i think a lot of tables could always use for an interesting character what about a cork which causes all liquids within a certain radius to become suspended and sit still. I feel like it's easy to make a mundane item, but imagine this effect on a really large scale. Cork of equilibrium. Right, a cork of equilibrium. So like, imagine an artifact that could single-handedly serve as a dam or protect a city from a hurricane. So like maybe this was carved from the corkwood of a white ash tree and was dropped into the center of a maelstrom by a god where it now floats in serenity in the center of the storm, right? Yeah. This would be like the bane of water elementals or god of the sea. This like holy sacred tiny artifact that's just floating there. That's a really nice flavor. I like that. Really cool, right? Yeah. I feel like there's some really cool stuff you could do with like the concept of the brewer supplies being related to liquids. A brew pot, which captures the emotions of the brewer. So maybe drinking the brew causes the imbiber to relive a memory or feeling. I'm thinking of like the thing from Harry Potter. I forget what it's called. The pensive, pensive, yeah. something like that, where you can like Take relive a memory. In there, yeah. yeah. Or like the Rick and Morty episode where the flavor of certain wafers is like the memory of one Rick, like having like a touching moment with his daughter. Oh God. And it's yeah. the flavor of that nostalgia, <laughs> that kind of thing. Well, we take the chemical that is brain secretes and put it on these little crackers and (laughs) just a nice big old dose of euphoria there and then here's one i really like that basically plays on like the chaotic flavor of the brewer supplies is a chaotic bottle which when open immediately inebriates all creatures and causes illogical behaviors in non-sentient objects within a large radius So anything might act strangely, like arrows will suddenly swerve mid-flight, wagon wheels may become loose, clocks show unusual times, doors may inexplicably open and close, electronics flicker and malfunction. I don't like the implication with wagon wheels and being loose, sir. (laughs) (laughs) 
just hanging. <laughs> that wagon wheel is coming on to me and my buddy at the same time. <laughs> <sighs> uh, so some of the functions Xanathars gives us. Yeah. It gives us additional insight on history checks that involve alcohol. Additional insight when we treat alcohol poisoning. Fair enough. Cool. We can use alcohol to dull pain. Fair enough. Can help you ply someone with drink, giving them just enough alcohol to mellow their mood. I like the idea that this toolkit, you can use it to sort of convince somebody to drink. tool? Yeah. Kind of. Like a peer pressure tool. Be like, I can give you just enough that like, don't worry, it's not going to get you more buzz than you want to be. And just like, just loosen, enjoy. Just loosen up a little bit. You know the correct amount to loosen someone's inhibitions without making them incoherent. Right. So maybe if you get a really high roll on your utensils, I would maybe give you advantage to be like, okay, yeah, you know enough about this subject to make a recommendation that is persuasive to this person, you know, based on their taste. And then lastly, it enables you to purify water that would otherwise be undrinkable. As part of a long rest, you can purify up to six gallons of water or one gallon as part of a short rest. Makes sense to me. And that's actually quite a bit of water. That much water will last for several days for Mm -hmm. like a small party. And if you're doing that every night, that's clean potable water essentially forever. Oh, yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into our overall notes as far as the brewer's supplies goes. Looking at some of the themes of brewer supplies, one of the first things that comes to mind is the concept of the opposed forces of serenity and chaos. I can see the Uncle Iroh, it's about serenity perspective, but I can also see like, we're here to party, let's let's get crazy, like the sort Andrew of WK. almost like carnal, sort of like, yeah, like the chaotic side of the brewer supplies. Uh, and similarly, I can see like the indulgence theme of like the brewer the supplies, style. where it's like, yes, it's not so much about just like random chaos, but what we're here to do is to tempt you and to make you indulge in things maybe you're too restrained or uptight to normal do we're here to cut you loose and really let those inhibitions fly yeah or maybe it's just about passion maybe for you it's not about tempting people into this or that and it's not so much about causing craziness but it's about the depth of feeling you just have a passion for the serenity that tea causes or you have a passion for the depth of flavor coffee can have or even in the repetition of the process for making beer and the cleaning and the whole mm-hmm. just the whole thing the whole ceremony yeah Maybe for you, it's not a drag to go through the motions. Maybe for you, it is an honor, a ceremony, a meditation, a meditation. Kind of yeah. Ooh, I like that, dude. That's good. Because again, this sort of reflects the psychology of interacting with these tools. And you can use that in your character creation, or you can even bring that into your character. If maybe your character takes an interest in honing this craft, here's where you can go with it. If it's not general passion, maybe it's specifically the concept of having a good time. It's pleasure and joy. Maybe what you look for in the brewer supplies is the ability to have fun. You don't have to be crazy. You don't have to be tempted to do anything. You don't even have to feel any feeling particularly strongly. You're just here to relax. Just have a good time. Cut loose. Let's have some fun. There's a lot of ways you can go with this, especially as a character who brings this about or shares a good time with everyone. We talked about how this can affect your social gameplay, and I feel like there's tons and tons of room here. Anything you want to add to that? I feel like I'm just ranting. Yeah, I mean, no, that's fine. I mean, I we, just I've, I've had my interjections in there as well. Okay, word. Yeah, we're good. We This has been more conversational. 
Okay. Especially because we're drinking while we're talking about the Brewers. For sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the last like big theme that I can see pretty clearly for the Brewer Supplies is the concept of like festivity and celebration. And when we talk about these themes a lot, I, I think one of the things that evokes imagination for me when trying to distill these toolkits into themes is like, how could this be interpreted as different gods, right? So when it comes to something like festivity and celebration, I can see that being like its own thing distinct from pleasure and joy distinct from passion, distinct from indulgence, distinct from serenity and chaos. Maybe you are all about having a good time, but it's because you are playing up the importance of something in a history. And so the festivity and celebration aspect comes through. Maybe you're just visiting a town and they're having a celebration. Well, here is your opportunity to be like, hey, let me share something with you to really make the most of this for you. And in that way, you're kind of giving to somebody else or giving to someone's culture in a way that feeds back and allows you to engage with the setting and sort of embed yourself within it. And I'll say like to kind of further that in combination with the cook's utensils, like you have a tool to foster togetherness and community among different people by bringing them together with food and drink. You could be playing up the aspect of it's not just about the celebration. It's about bringing the people together over sustenance. Right, over, right. The, you know, the act of coming together the more community, so than, yeah. than the act of getting wasted together. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So themes aside, as far as overall notes for the brewer supplies, I think it'd be really cool to see fire-based attacks be given an alcoholic reskin. So like fire breathing, Molotovs, moonshine bombs. Maybe it's not a fireball, but just like an alcohol explosive going Exploding on. Exploding kegs, that kind of right, thing. Right, right. I think of almost like Gragas from League of Legends. It's Absolutely. just like this big gnarly drunk dude who throws barrels of... Rabble rouser. Yeah, rabble rouser. And we talked about fantasy yeast a few times. Brewing in real life actually takes a pretty long time, several weeks to a couple years, or even five days if you're being extremely quick. If you're making those light beers. Yeah, super light beers. You can use this toolkit more frequently by implementing fantasy yeast that brews beer in less in-game time. I feel like most DMs would be open to this reasoning if you ask. I would probably allow fermentation and bottling to be complete in about four or five in-game days, especially if each in-game day is taking like two to three hours, because that's going to mean like they'll get a reward every few sessions yeah. if they're using our crafting system. Absolutely. And this being said, brewer's tools should probably take the longest of the item crafting tools, in my opinion, just because of the nature of like needing yeast to do its own thing and just having to wait for your product. But I feel that brewer's supplies should yield healthy rewards to compensate for the alcoholic aspect of it or the length of time it can take. If you're doing something that is a lengthier project, like brewing beer, coffee would probably or tea would probably be a, be a little bit role. more immediate. Yeah. So yeah, something along the lines of teas I, I kind of wanted to bring up was this cool World of Warcraft item that no longer exists, but you can get it in classic called Thistle Tea. And basically mm. what it does is it uh, on use restores a large portion of your energy, which is for rogues only. Mm -hmm. Yeah, only rogues can make the Thistle Tea. And it, it, it's really cool because it, I guess it's kind of a speed boost almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I really like the idea of like the teas having the aspect of being like complimentary, maybe without that double-edged nature that the beers or the alcohols might have shorter term benefits. Right. The more, teas might be minor. smaller benefits, but more immediate, Yeah, you know? So yeah, very good. I would definitely use the teas as a sort of like restorative quick access thing, as well as a sort of art form, the way we talked about. 
So anything else you want to add to the brewer supplies overall? I feel like we've uh, covered it a lot with our various knowledges about the different processes and brewing. No, this has been great. We've really dived into the brewer supplies. Well, all right, that's going to be it for today. Join us next time on Ad Proficiency when we talk about the tinkerer's tools and how to use those in a more in-depth sort of way. Love Eddie, myself, or possibly both? Want more ad proficiency in your life? Give us a like and follow our playlist to stay up to date with the latest ad proficiency content and enhance your D&D. Hungry for more? I want more? Check out Real Mana Has Curves for Magic the Gathering draft reports, live streams, and ranked play. For live premium content premieres, beer chugging, and guitar shredding, check out our live broadcasts of Nerd Jam Now every Thursday night at 7pm Central on Facebook.com slash NerdJamTV.